Hey everybody, I'm Jody Vance. And I'm George Affleck. And it is time for... You got your PSL, you got your SPD, and you got your STR. That's the whole show once fun. Wow. Now the PSL, of course, is pumpkin spice latte, which I... Okay, I was like, I, was like, I don't know what that I one know. is. I just threw that one in for good measure because we got a lot well, of acronyms. Let's start with the SPD, or I guess it's SPS. Surrey oh, Police Services. Is that what we're talking about? SPS. Sorry. Yes. Okay. I think I think Mayor. I think I have uh, an SPD Lock... right here. Actually, I just had it removed. Gross. Um, <laughs> I think Mayor Brenda Locke might watch Unspun, George. You think? <laughs> well, she certainly took your advice that you threw down last Thursday, and yes. I had not ever heard it as concise. And you said, "What?" I said, the only thing she should be saying is I'm only here for the taxpayers of this city. That's my only job to protect the taxpayers of this city. My argument, as you know, I have always said this, is that because of my experience in Vancouver, is that the Surrey police is going to cost them three or four times what they're projecting. And that's what she knows, too. So she, I said she needs to be more clear about that so people understand where she's coming from. Because you and I talk about this and we go, what is going on? Why is she pinning herself into a corner? And now she's doing that, which I think is interesting. We'll talk a bit about the province's move. But I think maybe, and I saw Von Palmer, I think, say something about this. Uh, he thinks that that maybe the province knows they don't have a legal leg to stand on, that she actually might have a case against them mandating this. And so now they're trying to find a way out of it by changing the rules, maybe giving her some more money. They signaled that they were changing the legislation. And the latest that I saw in the press release from the province um, from Mike Farnworth's office, the um, Solicitor General's office, uh, Minister of Public Safety, uh, said um, there's no more money and we are changing the legislation. And then David Eby, Premier Eby, who is a lawyer, said there's no here, here, you, there's, this is a dead end for you. So it's interesting to see mm -hmm. the posturing on one side and yet, you know, at the end of the day, the pro you say it all the time. The city works at the pleasure, pleasure of the province. Sort of. Right? <laughs> yes. And then the feds. In this case, not. Right? But yeah. so nobody likes to push to that degree because it doesn't land well with voters who voted in the municipal government that is making a decision that the province then comes in and, and you know, hammers. Um, but yes. this is just what I keep coming back to. And again, I'm a bit of a simpleton when it comes to politics. Um, like, why can't we just use common sense here, people? Um, but I look at like everybody's yelling and screaming over $400 million, which is a boatload of money mm -hmm. uh, over policing, which is public safety. Clearly we need, clearly the public isn't safe. And we'll get into the reasons around that, not just in Surrey. But then the province threw down a billion dollars for one building that they walked back. But the museum was going to be a oh, billion yeah. with a B. And why are we like, I don't, I don't get. And is this a different bucket thing again? Uh, yeah, I mean, I interesting question. I think the museum would have been a capital kind of infrastructure kind of purchase, whereas policing in the case of Surrey, that's a one-time infusion that probably would come out of the operating budget. So there's a difference, right? You know, this, it, it looks more, I mean, it's more clear in the city where you have the, you know, the operating the, and the capital budgets, but generally it's like a business you have, you buy, uh, you know, it's like a, like a home where you have your home, that's a capital expense and you've got your food 
it's an operating expense. So you spend whatever a million dollars over 50 years to pay for your home and you got to buy food every day. So which budget is I would say that I would say that policing is part of my home and the cost of the gas in the cars could come out of that. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like we're reaching Hmm. a point societally and politically where we have to revisit how things are done, which brings me to the public safety piece of the the London drug story. Um, We on Steel and Vance had uh, the chief of security for London Drugs on the show in studio to talk about, you know, this um, chaos of mm-hmm. shoplifting and repeat offenders and how they're like, tw- I'm going to mm. quote, these numbers aren't precise, but it's some outrageous number, like 2,200 crimes were committed by 72 people. Like they know exactly yeah. who's doing it, but you can't get them off the street because the system is broken and the police keep picking up the same people and the crown say, eh, you don't have time uh, or whatever whatever, I'm a little disenfranchised uh, with the um, the crown, obviously, because <laughs> yes. I believe that they don't have the space or the people, maybe it's the people power as well, uh, to get it done. I think they're similar to city staff at City Hall. It's not a slag of the people that work there. It's the system that that is a, you know, a problem here. But businesses are suffering. George, you talk about, you know, how you've had to become accustomed to, um, the failings of society and the failings of supports in society for how you step over somebody going into your business every day. My business Luckily, and my Kevin's home. Kevin's a really I nice mean, guy. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I live downtown with that London drugs that we're talking about here, which is a very confusing topic. I mean, is, is it going, is it, it, it was a rumor. It's not a rumor. I mean, it's a bit confusing. One of the city councilors was saying it's happening. And now we spoke to, to London drugs guy. He said, it's not, it's not a thing. Of course they're talking about it. Of course, they're talking about whether they should keep these stores open that keep getting their, you know, $30,000 pane of glass in the front shattered by somebody Uh, who's like tripping on something. And I tweeted out, I think it was Paul Nixie, who used to be work at City Hall in the mayor's office with the Gregor Robertson tweeted saying he doesn't think this is a problem. This is a this is I'm going I live downtown. He lives downtown. I'm pretty sure. I if I go to the shoppers drug mart right by my house or the other one down Homer or if I go to the 7-Eleven, I can tell you that I have seen on multiple occasions, shoplifters literally doing it and getting not caught when, and both, most shoppers now have security, at least downtown uh, security at the entrance and the exit yeah. uh, to, in order to deal with it. But even they can't keep up or track it. And then when they do, these people just run. And then these poor security guards making whatever, $18 an hour, uh, you know, are they willing to risk their lives for shoppers drug mart? Probably not. 7-Eleven, yeah. I mean, if you go into most 7-Elevens, it's quite hard, torturous the way some of the people that work there get treated and what they're yeah. expected to do when somebody steals some stuff at the back of the store um they just kind of give up uh so the and then you've we've heard in the united states the amount of shoplifting certainly on the west coast where target and walmarts are closing down because there's people walking in with shopping carts and walking out not they're paying. organizing is, I, yes, hey y'all a, we're gonna meet at the walmart at this mm-hmm. time and we're going to storm the castle yeah. They think and they're organized it. on a level like this is, this is, you know, yeah. crim, this is crime at its like, this is a strategic, you know, these are people who are masterminding this to a certain, maybe not in Vancouver right now, but when you no. make it so easy to just grab and go, um, then it becomes something that an opportunity for bigger criminals to make money. Um, yeah. And so how do we get to the bottom of the, you know, you talk about, yeah, these people getting arrested and getting let out the next day. Um, obviously most of these people that we see certainly downtown have health care, you know, mental health care issues, they're drug addicts, they're homeless. 
it's like and now they're going to be you know so it's like oh wouldn't and desperate and starving like there's desperate yes. and starving as well like yeah not to be lost here and george certainly mm -hmm. you and i are both uh, you know, oversimplifying some of the issues here by focusing sure. just in on one thing, and we're not claiming to have the answer to this. And yet at the same time, start somewhere. Like, mm -hmm. it feels like everybody's just like, we're going to study this. Study over. Study freaking over. The city is, and you go into the interior where policing is strapped, going back to the Surrey Police Services, Surrey RCMP issue. Mm -hmm. One of the big reasons why this legislation is coming in is because, and it's written into the, the release that they put out is, if you are a municipality or a township that, that looks to transition to a municipal police force, once you make that move, it's done. There's no going back. So because right. they just they they can't deal with the maybe sometimes four years from now and then it's a wedge issue and now we're going to make it a campaign thing and we're going to get the other people and we're going to amp it up and whatever. And on top of that, you can't be drawing uh, officers from all over the province, leaving un other areas completely unsteady and unprotected because there are some serious issues uh, in rural locations around this province with with uh crime. And, and worst and case, yeah, really is, is it's not guess a downtown what? east side problem. It's an everywhere oh, problem. I know. And that's and hey, guess what? Sorry, sorry, even with your own police department. Uh, here's a wake up call. No offense to the city of Vancouver's police department. It's not the silver bullet, pardon the pun, uh, or the the only answer to the criminal behavior that we're seeing. It certainly isn't in Vancouver. We have our own police department. We have a nimble budget that can be increased and has been increased right. by hundred percent in the last 10, 12 years, yeah. uh, it hasn't solved the problem. The problem hasn't is worse. Problem. So what yeah. is going on? So a Surrey police is not going to make it magically end all of your problems. And, and I think that's, that's going to be a, a wake up call for Surrey. And, and it's because it's, as you said, it's multiple issues going on here that yeah. all need to be solved simultaneously by all levels of government and, uh, that are not, not unique to mm -hmm. here, not even unique to the country. Right. I mean, there's that. That's yeah. the the reality here is people are like, oh, I don't like this mayor. I don't like this premier. I don't like this prime minister. Look around. Look around at the chaos that is. I mean, Brady just went down with his dad to San Francisco to watch the 49ers uh, Cowboys game. It was his dad's birthday and they went for the weekend. They went and saw the, the Sunday game two weeks or week before last, whatever it was. Um, yep. and Brady came back and I'm like, so bud, how was it? You know, my parents used to live in San Francisco or there all the time. And he's like, mom, mm -mm. Really? He's like walking down the street. I was the only person on the street. What mm -hmm. used to be bustling and thriving, you know, area was just like, cause nobody comes downtown anymore. You can't afford to park. You can't afford to drive. You do come there and park your vehicle gets stolen or vandalized. Like, and that's not just a San Francisco thing. That's a- And the big offices you know, are closing and leaving and staff are yeah. leaving. So there's nobody down there during the day. Nobody lives there. Nope. Yep. Nope. And they no and their approach to, to the criminal behavior and drug addiction, very similar to the way we've been managing it here in BC. And, and you know, uh, Michael Schellenberger, uh, San Francisco, if you haven't read it, I know I talk about it and people get mad at me about it and say it was at one point, this guy's a former Democrat. Who said, you know, we went too far. And this is as a result, here we are in, in San Francisco and it's spreading. It's in Seattle, it's Portland, it's even worse. 
Uh, and it's absolutely here in Vancouver. It's this West Coast thing and it's, and it's in Los Angeles uh, and it's spreading and it's a decision. And the problem is most politicians don't want to be hard asses, right? Right. Nobody wants to be a hard ass because there's nowhere for people to go. And people do flood to the coast and flood to the places where you can actually survive on the street year round. Cause that's the reality. Like that's, I lived in Los Angeles back mm -hmm. in the uh, late eighties, early nineties and was uh, shocked and yet fascinated living in Venice beach right next door to Santa Monica. And I worked in Santa Monica at the Tony Roma's rib joint. Yes, nice. I did. Yeah. Delicious. But it was totally a place for ribs uh, right at the pier though. And when I had to work a day shift, I would roll through there early enough to see the people packing up their boxes because it's a little cardboard city there because it doesn't rain really, or it used to not rain very much. Uh, certainly when I lived there and you were allowed to sleep in the park after 11 out by eight. There. Right. Mm -hmm. But there was nobody there after eight o'clock. Like they will come through with a tractor trailer with a scoop on the front and get rid of you. Okay. Like it was like, whoo. I don't know if that happens now. I don't know if they enforce it that way because there are so many more people and there's nowhere to go. No, like but where, yeah, where are they supposed it, to go? Because yeah. we used to have that rule in Vancouver and we're supposed to have that rule now, but yeah. the engineering department in Vancouver used to go in the morning, help the park board because they didn't have the staffing and would move these people along now. And then they yeah. stopped doing it about 10 years ago. And now there's this culture where it's really, really hard to get people to move along and say, yep, get your tent out of here. It's time to go. Uh, and so you have to be tenacious doing that. Yeah. You have to be consistent. Otherwise it does just spread. It's, it's the whole broken windows concept. All You've these been saying it for you, years on this podcast, George. Rules. You've literally you been saying them. that since episode one. It's like you anything really that we talk about. Politics. <laughs> but it's like business. It's like if you, you, everything requires consistency for success. You have to yeah. be consistent. Our show, this show, we're on episode 230, right? This, yeah. you know, it's, it's, we do it every, we have the exact same timing every week. We have our process. This kind of, it makes it easier to, to, to do the work if you have a consistent plan and you yeah, stick to it. And, yeah. and that goes for little things and big things. And, and the fact that there's no consistency, and of course, in government, when you keep changing governments or names, uh, especially left, right, left, right, you're, you definitely have a challenge. Or you change your name of your party and then you see the party that you thought you were. Uh, come in and take over. Uh, that's some wild Angus Reid polling that we saw uh, in BC politics, showing the NDP consider continuing to to hold that strong position, but a change, an outright change, whereby the BC Conservative Party has now overtaken, according to this poll, uh, the BC United. Branding is uh, is not easy, and. Uh... I would say that, and I've said this, you know, I own a marketing company and you need to spend, if you're going to change your name, change your name. It, it's, it's a huge thing because it's confusing. And we've talked about this, you, but then people, well, what about ABC in Vancouver? Well, first of all, the NPA imploded like big time. So the competition was gone. Uh, there was no other party. And then, and the guy who was the mayor was not liked. So you had no competition and that's how ABC really managed to, and, they and were the guy that and, barely lost to the guy that that nobody liked was the NPA's guy. That's right. So, and so brand. the brand was actually mm -hmm. Ken Sim, not NPA or ABC. It was where's Ken Sim? Because last year I didn't vote for him and that guy got in. And now I'm going to last election, not last <laughs> year, excuse me. And now I'm going to vote because that 
feels like kind of what happened there. They went with what they knew, the familiarity. And that is not the case with BC United. As much as Kevin Falcon is a, a notable name, he is not the, you know, the leader of the BC United. And I like Kevin Falcon as a person. I've spoken with him many times. He makes mm-hmm. himself available. You know, do we agree politically? Not always, sometimes, sometimes absolutely not. And again, not a dyed in the wool anything. So I'm always open to the conversation, but I would have told him straight to his face when he's like, we're going to change to BC United. I would have said, no, that's dumb. Cause you're not going to be fooling people like me who are like, oh, you're, you're not NDP. You're not conservative. You're, <laughs> what liber- are you? you're liberal. You're liberals. So that is that like a is that what like are you? A, a, what a are you? What do you stand for? Yeah, you know, I think. But, but the, a BC the, United the, sounds like a soccer team to me, and so yeah. And we're going to get into the STR stuff next, but certainly, where was it, uh, BC United? Where is BC United on the S on the uh, the the um, you know Airbnb this the um, this short term rentals? Of, yeah, yeah. It, it it's they're they're they decided obviously probably the polling isn't particularly good to go hard ass against uh, you know Airbnb. Uh, or supportive of Airbnb, um, something I get accused of, and because I voted against a lot of these things when I was in council, because they don't work. They well, don't because work. you have to enforce them. Yeah, and then I mean that's that the cost. problem. Unless you wipe them out, unless you like move them into just zones where you can only because the fact of the matter, and seeing Ian Tostenson speak on the on behalf yeah, of the hospitality so industry, saying, "Hey, listen, like that's great and all, and of course we need places for workers to live and for you know." citizens residents to to live near where they work and all of that we also don't have the hotel space in this city anymore we've had so many hotels have you looked at the rates to book yeah. a hotel room in vancouver any day of the week any day it's 700 dollars. yeah it's like you, those ridiculous last don't exist anymore like, like no. oh, 100 bucks nope doesn't happen anymore no no and it's yeah and so we have this situation yeah where we and and there's like the whole argument, there's the, the empty homes tax and the STR, the short-term right. rental programs that Vancouver took the lead on uh, when I was there. Uh, I had a real challenge because I couldn't get staff to prove to me that it was going to solve the problem that they were arguing right. it would solve, which was it was going to put a whole bunch of rental homes into the, into the market. It didn't. It, it didn't. didn't make, it didn't budge the number. It's, so it's no. not a solution for that, but it's good optics. It's good PR. Oh, it, it's it pain in like the ass, man. Which one am I doing? Is this the empty homes tax? Is this the one? Yeah, but it's I, good PR. Is this? A, am I exempt from what with my? Oh, oh and that, I have to do yeah. it every year. Like next year, I don't own the house that I'm still in the same, paying for the same water and parking and da 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 la la la. Like, th- it's ridiculous. It is. I can re- tell it you, makes, it makes me bonkers. I was on a, a, te- a, ter- a tear on, on, on Twitter about this because I'm my building. I live in a, a strata building downtown, which yeah. now is owned hotel, that neighborhood, which we could trans turn our building into a hotel if we wanted to. It's a bit of a process. And there's been wow. a couple that have done it. Uh, we approved that when I was there, um, but we haven't. We've actually been quite strict about short-term rentals in our building. The, 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 the owners said we want strict. So we went to the 90-day rule. The province then changed the regulations across the province to make it 30 days. So we have to actually walk back from our 90 day 90 to 30 30. because the province changed the rule. So we had, so now we've got 30 day rentals, but the problem is what's really, it's 30 days is actually, you know, enough, short enough period of time to actually get a lot of people interested in doing it because a lot of people come here for 30 days. Yeah. The problem is a lot of renters in our building, about 60% of our building is rental, maybe more. 
um, they are not telling their owner that they're putting their homes on not just not just Airbnb, by the way. There are a ton of different sites that you could put your home on. It's right. Verbo. You know, but, but they, yeah, they're they're putting them on there and they're renting, they're going away for a weekend, renting their apartment for a weekend so they can make 600 bucks, you know, for their rental unit. And the owner doesn't even know. Um, and we I had a friend, a friend of mine, are supposed to catch these people. It's impossible, impossible no. to catch. I them. had a friend impossible. of mine who had two. She was renting where she lived and had two prior properties that she rented in that she moved out of and unbeknownst to her landlord in either of the other places, flipped them like on overnights and two day stays ongoing as Airbnbs for years. And, and I was just, I was watching this going, something's yeah. super broken there. Like say yes. that the landlords don't know what the hell they're doing in their well, and you try to, hey, you go thumbs up. That's weird. Um, that was, that I was updated weird. my computer. If you're watching this on uh, on uh, YouTube, Maybe. you'll see a little thumbs up when uh, Jody did her thumbs up there. That was weird. Um, yeah. And and the thing is that all these rules that keep coming in are, it seems to be about <laughs> there it is again, renters, um, not about the owners. There is nothing much that owners in my building besides saying, yeah, yeah, we're going to follow the rules that the province has set aside or the city or whatever. Yeah. We want to follow the rules. We don't want. Air, but we can't literally this is what we have to do as a strata and i'm on the strata council we hey, tell in only, me in order to catch people who yeah. quite often will drive into the garage because they got a fob and a key from the 7-eleven down the street in a lot in a box that you can get there and rent as an owner go there pick it up drive your car into the basement of the building we have no idea they park in the basement they take from p2 up to their unit on whatever level it's at so we never even see these people if they right. do come through the front door how are we supposed to know that this person walking with a bag or maybe not a bag, maybe nothing, a shoulder bag and walking into the elevator and going to the 33rd floor or 25th floor is an Airbnb. How are we supposed to know that? And what are we supposed to do? Stop them and ask them for identification. And in fact, we do that sometimes our, our concierge, we don't, you know, we don't have a nine and 24 hour concierge, but that's something you need to start looking at if you're going to yeah. even deal with this. But it's so expensive to do that. That's so expensive. Um, so yeah. we don't even know. And so, and it's our job to catch these people who are quite often renters who are rented out their units for two or three days here and there on various sites. There are multiple sites, as I said. So we call this the Airbnb thing. Airbnb is probably the most compliant of all of them. It you know kind of works with government, but generally they don't really want to. But there are just other places. You can put it on Facebook. It doesn't matter where it is. You can there's many places you can put your listing without anybody catching you. And literally, if I wanted to, I'd have to go on Airbnb. If you go on Airbnb, as an example, and try to find a unit that's in my building, you, you, you can't actually you can't. figure it out. Because he's see not some by pictures address. And you go, I think yeah. that's our building. Yeah. I think nope. it might be our building. I just learned what that. What floor is it? What unit yeah. is it? I don't, don't know. know. It's 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 impossible to police. So therefore, as I've always argued, why are we so focused on these three thousand units, which is about what they're saying is in Vancouver, when we could build the ninety-seven percent of the buildings that we have and units in our building or in a city? More of those. Why are we not focusing on the ninety-seven? percent or whatever the number 99 we need to study like 3, it we need to study it george we well, need to go build back more. Just we need build to go hotels. Build we need the homes. staff to look at it you know what I, I talk about build 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 i just want to slide into we haven't even referenced uh what's happening in the middle east we, i don't want to go too deep into it but how it's impacting here at home um with the porco quitlam elementary school that was burnt down the 
Hazel uh, Trembath uh, School. I'm unbelievable. Terrible. Just uh, what what the hell's wrong with people for sure? Um, what is right in this situation is watching poor Coquitlam Mayor Brad West. Full disclosure, um, his son attended that school. So mm -hmm. this is very personal to him. But regardless, I believe that Brad West would do the right thing anyway, because he's proven himself to do that kind of thing. I'm a fan of the way he governs, the way he leads. Um, basically, they've said, you know, we're waiving all city fees in order to immediately, the processes and the fees associated with rebuilding the schools all waived. We're gonna just, we're moving ahead, we're building it. Like if, is it a Vancouver charter thing that we can't just waive <laughs> some stuff and get stuff built on city property? Cause when you look around where there's money, where there's money, there is will. And where there's will, there is a way. And the fact that we are how many episodes into this show and I can count on one hand, a building that has gone up that I have looked and said, that's for people with, with little or nothing to, to get their feet back under them. That there's basically more have shut down than been built. Yeah. More I have think been the only condemned. examples would be the temporary modular housing, which exactly over a thousand units in Vancouver, but they're temporary right. and they're modular. And how many, and, and how many <laughs> units have gone away because of the closure of the slumlords and, and, and fire. And I mean, we could just go on for days. But we do build uh, 6,000 units a year in Vancouver, but where are they? How and why can you build 6,000? Why can't we build 9,000? A hundred percent. Can I ask you, well, are we a world-class city? <laughs> we have been for quite a long time, many, many years, in fact, and we quite we often win awards uh, for being the best city in the world. We're top three often in so many polls. So yes, we, we're a world, we're, I would say we're, we're a world-class city. We're Expo not building. Where are we that's there? Right. Uh, right? <laughs> I was just talking to somebody about Expo 86. I was so lucky to be there all the time. You were there too all the time, right? I was. I was at the BC Pavilion. Yes. It was, yeah. I was 21. It was uh, a fun place to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Many stories. I can't tell you. I turned uh, 19. Being 21 at Expo. I turned 19 at the tail end of it because for the number of months before, because it went through spring and summer, right? Like people think it was just a fair. No, it's like it was epic. Um, but August 23rd is my birthday, by the way, happy belated birthday, buddy. Thank you. Thank you very much. There you go. I forgot. Yes. Good one. Um, yeah. but I, I had been sneaking into the bars since the very beginning. So a bunch of friends of mine who had been partying with me, I was sneaking into the bars. I was working at kids pub when I was 17 in the co-check. Um, but they all thought I was 18 when I was 17. And then they thought I was 19 when I started, you know, really right. hanging out. So when my 19th birthday actually hit and all my friends from high school were like, yeah, 19. All my friends were like, Big sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> all of the bartenders and whatever that I'd been befriended over the years, they're over it now. Um, I want to yeah. talk about uh, a little bit of the, what's going on um, before we No, let's go to Lytton first. Cause this really bugs me. How many, mm. how many what's happening? Well, it's, here, it, it fits into that housing. Like, yeah. You know, you talk about Brad West and how fast and, you know, Lytton, how many years ago now? Two years ago? Two years ago, right? Yeah. Three years ago? Uh, two no, years it'll ago. be three years. It's two this years ago. It was 2021. Time. It was, uh, it was uh, June 30th, 2021 that it burned to the ground. Right. So driving up there. I was driving up there for Canada Day. Chased by fire flames. Yeah. I, was it's, I watched it. I, w I was like, that looks like a volcanic eruption. What the hell is that? And, and I, I didn't, I didn't, my brain didn't work and I continued driving. It, it says a lot about yeah. the human condition when you don't believe your eyes. It, it sounds like a movie script when you tell the full story, I tell you. 
Uh, and that and the other one, that the flooding one, you had both. Oh those stories God, on I know. You had quite I'm a year so... of escaping uh, things, but the the climate you know, change. And, and the yeah, well, and NDP can't blame the BC Liberals or the BC United for this one. No, guys, what's so there was a protest today uh, in Lytton, all the resident eight hundred people, I think, saying where what's happening? Because guess what, nothing's happening. They're like, saying this is a town. Of they're eight... doing an excavation of. Uh, what did they call it? Uh, like archaeological dig type excavation. Like they they have to be. They're they're right. just making okay. sure there's right because the they've already remediated. Area? I guess, I guess. Well, I don't know. Don't have to say anything about that, are we? But I, they I would remediated say there must be some for the last year and a half. That, wow. Right. Can you build a couple of six, you know, sixty units or something somewhere? How about they buy all the RVs from RV land and whatever that are sitting still because nobody is using an RV like they did for the three years prior because we were only allowed to go places in RVs. Like, there's got to be a way. Yeah, there's got to be a way. We put up 800 in a year in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. In in Vancouver, 800 modular homes. And you can make them look pretty good. It's not a perfect solution. But if people want to move back to their town, give them a solution. Nobody in this province is going to push it back on this if there's a cost to it. No. I mean, what is the no. holdup here? It's embarrassing. They're still living in hotels. It is embarrassing, George. It is. You know what else is embarrassing? And I'm kind of loving it for him is watching Donald Trump sit in a courtroom, uh, taking it on the chin on his finances, because nothing hurts this man more than saying he's not rich and he might get all of his ability to do business in New York taken away from him in this trial. And then while he's sitting there with that, you know, scowl on his face, feeling like, you know, the the disgruntled, mm-hmm. uh, spoiled brat that he appears to be, uh, you got Sidney Powell, his former uh, legal uh counsel through the she, election so vocal yeah she was she, so she was she was a huge key to this center. and she's fully flipped fully flipped Pl- entered a guilty plea has i was watching the the hearing this morning where they I were like and you will do this 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 and you would and she's like yes ma'am yes Except ma'am. one thing yeah the one thing she did was push back on was being able to carry firearms <laughs> right because uh i wouldn't know why because <laughs> now she's the most hated uh, it's scary but uh it's but scary but I'm she so, made her just, bed god damn I know, it I, but no, it's, I, I i just think is this the gotcha moment but i keep going oh it's trump <laughs> there have been nine million gotcha moments I, million. I said this to linda we were talking i'm like i'm rather enjoying this particular moment for him especially when the other judge when he tried to delay his trial she's like nope not gonna delay it you're going to be on trial in the spring, right when it is like gearing up big time for, and she's like, I don't care. I don't, I don't care. And that's the thing with the judicial system, uh, wherever you might be, you might think, oh yeah, well, I'm going to say this and I got my proof, whatever. And then you get in front of a judge and the judge goes, no. And you're like, oh, oh, okay. There's nothing I can do here. <laughs> There's no, and there isn't. And that, I think it's taken way too long the damage is is deep but i i i hope that what we are going to see over the next couple of years sees the pendulum swing back um With common sense in democracy yeah mm-hmm. common sense and 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 learning that it's a hard lesson especially for the most vulnerable people in the united states uh 
to see the extremists who have no idea how to govern land those. I mean, Jim Jordan being second it's in line to, to the president, like, oh yeah, my! I thought he maybe had. It. And, I thought so too. Uh, it's like maybe not. So now what? He's an election denier. If he was elected speaker, <laughs> and and the next election comes through, he could refuse to um, what do they call it? Stamp uh, authority. Yeah. Uh, oh, what's yeah. the word? Uh, approver, yeah. Now you've got you know me. what I mean? Yes. Verify. No. Uh, yeah. Somebody will, somebody will tweet uh, us on this one. <laughs> hey, tweet us at it. We'll see if you're watching because we got to go. This is 30 minutes. It goes by too fast. If you want to follow unspunpodcast.com, uh, like and subscribe, share with your friends. You can watch it on video if you want to see us make goofy faces at you. Or you can just listen when you're in your car. Just ask Google to play Unspun Podcast, um, which now I have in my car. It's so weird. Fancy. No AM radio. It's so weird. Um, but you can also follow us on Twitter. I'm going to continue to call it Twitter and I'm never paying for it. By the way, you can follow this guy at, <laughs> at George underscore Affleck underscore. We call him George underscore Affleck is George's handle at Jody Vance, Jody with a Y at Jody Vance on Twitter, Instagram, all of them. My TikTok is not as funny as George's. <laughs> I'm trying to sell things on my TikTok. I'm trying to make money. I know, I love it. Uh, You're teaching so people. Work. Yeah. So, so uh, tune into Steel and Vance, eight o'clock on Thursdays on Checks. L L Check. Linda and I are having a great time in season two. It repeats on Sundays at four o'clock on Check, or you can just watch it online, watch online. On, on the Check Plus app. You don't even need to have cable. <laughs> have a great weekend. Bye. Bye.